We're back to the Neil Haley Show here on the Caregiver Dave Celebrity Segment. I'm excited to welcome him, Caregiver Dave Nassani. Dave, how are you, man? What's up? I'm doing better. I had a little bout with uh, Omnicron, but I, I think I'm winning. <laughs> I hope I hope you're winning. You stay safe, uh, definitely. And it's just a, a process. Everyone's getting it. Trust me, the whole world will at one point raise they had COVID. And that's that it is what it is. And hopefully at one point in time, it everyone will get it so many times that it won't yeah. be as dangerous as it is because people stay safe, wear your mask, social distance as much as you can. I don't mind. I don't mind social distancing. I don't I like this whole thing where I go from one call to the next, don't have to drive places. And my well, that's guess that's because you're antisocial, you know. But the oh, I guess I guess I'm antisocial. I was, <laughs> well, I just want to have my own studio and that's it. All right, so I'm excited to welcome the program, Bailey Littrell and Literal and Literal Littrell. And Bailey <laughs> is the son of Brian of the Backstreet Boys. Bailey, thanks for stopping by. How are you, man? Of course. I'm great. How are you? Doing fantastic. And so the, the whole process of being a musician, how does that make you feel every day performing in front of people? Um, you know what? It's... I mean, now it's just become such a routine that it, it doesn't seem like out of the ordinary. Uh, I will say, though, after COVID, stepping back, actually not being out there in front of a bunch of people, not having to socialize, you're like, wow, this is different. You know, it's kind of a little bit of a shock. I have actually, you know, enjoyed a little bit of the solitude, but I'm, I'm, I'm pretty ready to go back to normal at this point. And it's interesting. And then we're going to find out how he got his form of music because it's not definitely like uh, his father's. But Dave, I'm going to go right to the first question. Because your dad was so famous, did you always want to be a musician or you're going another direction right at the beginning? Or is this something said, I want to be part of that rush of the crowd. So I'm sure you got the opportunity to go to those and see him perform in front of thousands and thousands of people it's a rush beyond belief i was a former professional wrestler i did most of the rush of 500 to a thousand people i went i did one wwe show where there were seventeen thousand. i was looking out and i said oh my god but it's a rush that's not like nothing else isn't it oh i mean yeah exactly it's um that that is basically the the driving force behind it all i mean you know, every kid has their dreams of being a professional athlete. Obviously, the literal boys were not big enough to do that. So we uh, we 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 uh, we do music. But I think growing up, um, you know, and seeing dad play those those types of shows. I mean, they let me introduce them at five years old when we were playing those huge crowds. So it was like that was my first taste of it. And I thought, oh, this is totally something I want to do one day. I remember right before one of their shows, I went in their dressing room put on like whatever outfit dad was getting ready to wear. And I was like standing in front of their mirror. I'm like, dad, can I be the sixth Backstreet boy? And he's like, no, <laughs> but <laughs> he's like one day, he's like one day you're going to get your shot if you want to do this. And I'm like, well, when is that? He's like, well, you're like six now. So I'm not <laughs> sure. It's going to be a while. <laughs> so you're into country now, right? I am. Yes. Four so years in so your dad, um, I can't even remember what, what genre Backstreet Boys was, but as I recall, I don't think it was country, right? It was a boy band. <laughs> oh, boy yeah. Band. And so when I say I'm a fan, Bailey, I, I mean, I, I was exposed to the music. Not saying I'm yeah. going to concerts, even though I should have, yeah. because it would have been a good place to 
meet interesting people but you know i remember seeing him on mtv and stuff and uh it, it wasn't mm-hmm. your traditional classic country um what kind of country there's so many different kinds of country uh bailey what what kind of country are you doing you know basically the first record uh i came out with 770 country was very country pop um a lot of those songs um i hadn't really been writing that much at the time it, a lot of them came from uh a lot of my uh, good friends over at Tree Vibes, which is Florida Georgia Lines publishing company. Uh, great guys over there. That's how I met some of my closest friends I have now. Um, but this second album that I'm working on, this is more uh, really singer-songwriter um, country. And so far, it's been 100% written by myself. So it definitely has a completely different feel to it. Um, every song really tells a story um and uh we've done full live bands so far so it's it definitely has a different feel it's not as much of a a country pop feel but you've got a couple songs in there that are definitely gonna hit home in that genre though are you from nashville i'm from atlanta georgia actually so yeah i learned all this from atlanta so yes what's even happened in country music since the first time dave you and i were interviewing the newer country stars there has been this tremendous transformation of what a country music star is even three years difference four years i've interviewed country stars for the last eight years and dave and i from you know just anyone and anybody but the big thing i saw on explained which i saw on netflix is specifically enough when we have seen an urban pop movement in country it's changed the genre completely you know oh yeah it all started and then it's and that do you think that's what kind of really attracted you to country music is that kind of change and i think yes i think it definitely opened me up uh to to thinking it was possible you know i i grew up listening to country music uh my whole life just being from georgia uh spending time with my grandparents um and that's kind of what started it but when it definitely became more mainstream and out there, kind of like, you know, give it a try. Uh, you know, I thought, I mean, why not? This this would be amazing to just try to venture into. Now, country as mainstream, as big as it is, it's still very small. So there's a tight group of people you have to get in with that have to really accept you. And then that's that's kind of your window. It's It's still it's like trying to make it to the big leagues. You're like, man, you know. I've been playing bars for four years. Like, you know, when's that next big step? So it's, it's definitely a different world. Like, you know, I got to open up for the Backstreet Boys when I first started, we were playing a 43 show tour, you know, playing 17,000 people a night. And that was like my first big tour. And then you come off of that and you do country tours and you're playing, you know, bars or you're, you're doing smaller venues and you're like, you know, it was kind of like a mind screw. You're like, Oh wait, okay, now I'm in my own genre and I actually have to start from the bottom up. Like I, I have to do all this work. So that, that was a shock for a 16 year old, like, uh-oh, <laughs> like what, what am I doing? You know? And then you have to build up that courage to, uh, you know, to get where you want to be. I mean, like, I, I think after that, I gained a whole lot of confidence. Uh, it taught me so much and it's been seriously just so much fun uh, to be able to, to build my career and, and personally be able to sell out shows and watch those shows and venues grow, you know, and uh, 
I mean, one day if I ever can make it close to arenas, I mean, that's just going to be the best accomplishment, you know, just after seeing my dad. I mean, I don't, I can't tell you there, there is no golden standard. I mean, what he's been able to achieve, um, it's very, very, very hard to chase. So all I'm going to say is, you know, I can hope I just see a glimpse of that. Yeah. You know, um, I'm sure your father is very proud of your accomplishments and is very supportive. Does he give you advice and do you listen to him? <laughs> yes. Yes. He, um, <laughs> yes. And yes. Yes. Both. Yes. He, uh, the best advice he's pretty much ever given me is just, you know, well, two things is owning the stage. I mean, that's the, the one big thing is comfortability on stage. If you do not have it, then I mean, you don't really have any anywhere to go from there. It's just you have to bring the crowd basically up on stage with you. Make them feel like you're singing to every single one of them and interacting. Because if you don't have that, if you don't catch the crowd, then, you know, then they're out of it. You're out of it. It's just kind of it doesn't feel like you're being able to relate to anyone. Second is just I mean, this sounds basic, but it's just being yourself, doing what you want to do, having the heart to to do it. That's all that matters. If you don't have the heart to do it, then do something else. And uh, you have to have that investment, you know? You know, and you talk about the the humble of playing in front of 100 people after you played in front of 17,000. That's yes. going to be crazy. I mean, I've done the same thing where I, one night I'll wrestle in front when I was a pro wrestler, you know, eons ago, it was 30, 40 people. One night, next night's 2,000. You still got to bring it yeah. every night. And what do you say for people that say, I don't want to play in front of crowd, small crowds. I don't want to play in front. I only want big crowds or I'm not going. What would you say to them, especially with what you've done? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to say this is not a reality. Like it is not a, re a reality whatsoever. I mean, you have to go, you know, and, and build your way. I mean, there's some artists and it's a, you know, a very sliver, you know, of country music or pop or whatever genre that sometimes, you know, right out the gate, get that big tour where they get to open for a, a big act or whatever. And then they get kind of spit out into the, the real world of, okay, now you have to go actually sell shows. You're not an opener. You have to build your audience. You have to build your fan base. That is very tough. That's it's a mind screw. And it's like, you know, I just got this huge taste of what this is and now I have to go do it myself. Like, if you can't mentally do that, then do something else. Like, it's just the matter of you. I mean, you, you got to be strong. You got to be strong willed, strong minded, but you have to stay humble. And if there's not, you know, if there's not a grateful bone in your body for the people that showed up for you, if that's five, if that's a hundred, if that's 200, 400, I don't arenas, then you, you got to do something else. You know, I, I think I've learned, especially from my parents, it's just, you know, be grateful for everything you have, you know, when I would be frustrated, you know, like, man, I, I can't sell at a place bigger than this yet. And then finally, you know, you'd get there, but it was like, you know, look at the people in the crowd, look at these people that have flown in from New York, from South America, from Canada. I mean, these people are from right down the road or they, you know, they've come from all over the country just to pack this tiny little bar to watch you play, you know, like if you can't see that and be grateful, then, you know, that's tough. You got to rethink what you're doing. You definitely yeah. have to. Re that's a great point. Rethink what you're doing. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah. So your dad is, uh, is as hot as ever. Backstreet Boys, they're booking tickets uh, on concerts and filling up auditoriums, stadiums. I don't know. 
and um, <laughs> they still look young. <laughs> you know, it's not like the the Beach Boys, you know, a bunch of uh, old 70-year-old rockers, you know, who are still <laughs> doing the things, which these guys will probably keep doing it when they're 70. You know, and yeah. that, makes, that makes you feel really old when all of your uh, uh, peers are, are old men. And then yes. you look in the mirror and you say, oh, my God, I'm an old man, too. <laughs> you know? I'm telling you, they, they've all had their moments where they're like, oh, my God, we're getting old. And I'm like, and you guys the are one, still- Yeah, you're the one probably that says they're getting old, right? You really <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, you know what, guys? You look good. That's all that matters. Yeah. Listen, I mean, I can't guarantee that, you know, one of you aren't going to tear your ACL if you, you know, <laughs> you hit that one mark on stage or whatever. But listen, I mean – for, for instance, my dad just had knee surgery. We've been playing basketball, and uh, we play basketball once a week. Dad just had knee surgery. He's fully recovered. I said, all right, old man, you got to get out there and hit your marks. I mean, it, it's time. So, And they're still dancing. I mean, like, better than I'll ever be able to dance. That's one yeah. thing. I don't understand how they do it. The energy they still have, I mean, they, they get back into shape with the snap of the finger, and they're, they're rolling. I don't get it. And the energy level of what they have to perform in a, in a concert. Yes. You don't have to do all that dancing, right? So no, I just get to clutch my guitar and yeah, I get to, I get to sit there and play. Like that's, that's the beauty of it. I've got two shows coming up. Uh, you know, this record coming out, I've got a single February 22nd, right? That single is the song I wrote basically 90% of its acoustic guitar. I just get to sit up there and, basically play this guitar and have a band and i'm like man i don't have to break a sweat this is pretty good that's enough this is a good thing to be thankful about i don't have to work out for two hours i get to just sit there and play so other than your dad and the backstreet boys who uh, inspired you and uh, who was like your mentor and and who are you trying to emulate uh, i know you're trying to be yourself but right. that all had to come from somewhere didn't it I think it's come from a, a cluster of artists. Um, I gotta say John Mayer was like the first person uh, that really like, you know, inspired me. John Mayer's music, I think is something, uh, something completely just out of the ordinary that doesn't come along. He's a yeah. generational artist um, and his music is so creative and different. That's what I love about it. Um, and he, the man's able to do any genre he wants and be successful at it. So I definitely look up to, to him as a writer and as an artist. Um, I love a guy named Michael Martin Murphy that used to do country music years ago, uh, back in the 70s and the 80s. Um, obviously, Willie Nelson, you know, Merle Haggard. I look up to a lot of old country greats and John Mayer is the more modern influence that I think ties into all that. But um, those, are, those are just a few, I mean, I grew up listening yeah. to Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. Obviously, they don't really resonate with I, I like the music I you, you know, I like your I, history. Who got you into that? There you go. Well, yeah. um, my mom, first off, loved Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin, right? Those were kind of our two. I called that our, our California playlist. So I, I grew up kind of back and forth. We had a place in L.A. And so we would, you know, if we were ever cleaning the house or spending a day outside, we had our, you know, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett playing. And uh, I'd be back home in Georgia. My grandparents would be, you know, take me on a road trip somewhere. And we had, you know, Patsy Cline, you know, Willie Nelson, Merle Haggard, Johnny Cash, Tammy Wynette. So I got, you know, both sides of it. You know, I got history and country. and, And then I got to hear all the old, you know, vocal pop greats 
Um, I mean, I love me some Frank Sinatra. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm glad that you have come to appreciate the classic country because a lot of today's country people uh, don't, you know. It's, it's very true. That's the thing. I mean, yes, it has evolved. And I mean, everything's going to evolve and change, unfortunately. I mean, if we like it or not. But, you know, the, the big difference is, I mean, there's a lot of great uh, changes that have been made to country. But also at the same time, I feel like we lose our roots. And that's right. that's what hurts. You know, it's just like I'm trying to find that balance of keeping it classic, but yet giving it a new age sound. Um, and that's tough, but I, I'm, I'm trying to preserve the old and, and keep the, keep the new, but it's like, good for you. Uh, a, a group called Midland, uh, if you've heard of them, they're a, they're a trio in country right now. They've, they've been super successful. I love those guys. They're super down to earth, super sweet. Uh, I went to go see them at the Roxy, uh, two months ago, uh, down here in Atlanta and they are classic as country can get. I mean, seventies, eighties inspired. And one of their hugest inspirations also one of mine is the Eagles. So they, they tie in a lot of the Eagles to, to what they do. So it has this fantastic sound to it. Um, and they're one of a kind and they're really successful right now. And everyone's like, Oh, this new stuff's so cool. I'm like new, (laughs) like go listen to seventies, eighties country and then come back to me and tell me if Midland's new, like, I'm telling you, their music is is so classic, and I love it. So, where do you think your music goes, and where, like, where do you want your music to go? What kind of, uh, where do you want to be? The type of style music compared to what artists do you think you're kind of like right now? Um, a lot of people that have listened to this uh, record so far, which is kind of funny, have compared it to uh, John Mayer's Continuum album. It's very like, you know, big band. We've got. I've got two songs in there that kind of lean like R and B. It's just a very cool vibe. We've got some songs with that kind of sound a little bit funky. I mean, we've got, you know, heavy guitars in there, big live band. It's a, it's a super cool vibe. It still leans, you know, more people have said it's, it's kind of folk more than anything. Um, and I do like that. It's very singer songwriter, very folk. It's not, um, I mean, I'm still going for country, but it is very out of the box. Um, but I'm still trying to hit it home there. There's going to be some songs because I'm not finished with this record yet. Um, but there's still going to be some songs on there that are, you know, yet to be done that are that are going to be more country. And uh, that's what I'm excited for. You're going to hear some steel and acoustic guitars and I'm ready for that. But uh, yeah, I've got I've got this single coming out. Uh, February 22nd gone's the first one off the off the record and it's available for pre-order today and then we're still working on finishing up this this upcoming album so I'm I'm pretty excited so tell me about the single that's coming so out gone yeah gone I wrote almost two years ago now which is crazy um absolutely love that song uh definitely a storyteller song so uh the response I've gotten from it is it's been very great within the within the family I, I let the family hear everything and tell me what they think um it's super super dear to my heart and i hope people will enjoy it it's very singer songwriter um but it's uh i mean it really just tells the story of classic heartbreak learning lessons um and i think people are gonna enjoy it uh, we get to showcase this sucker actually live uh as a single for the first time march 22nd 
uh, in Nashville. We're going to do like a showcase at uh, Jason Aldean's bar, I think, uh, downtown on Broadway. And then March 19th uh, in Woodstock, actually like 20 minutes away from my hometown, we're going to do a show at a place called Mad Life. So that's those two places, two days apart, are going to be, you know, that showcasing of the song. A lot of new stuff from the record is going to get played, which is great. Um, and it's basically, you know, how we've kind of planned it is it's like a listening party live, you know, for the fans so that everybody can hear it and get that first taste of it. So I'm excited. It seems like really exciting times for sure. Uh, like hearing what's happening. Where are you performing? Places you're going to perform. So people that, again, were nationally syndicated all over the world and all the different places. Where are you going to be playing? So yes, the Mad Life is the first one. That's the 19th of March. So that's that's going to be our first show. That's in Woodstock, Georgia. Woodstock. And then yeah, that second one, the 22nd show. Uh, you know, we're trying to lean. We're we're really trying to get a date down. So I think it's going to be the 22nd. That's the that's the Jason Aldean's uh, downtown Broadway in Nashville. So that's going to be a blast. I'm going to try to get some other artists with me for that one, just to some local you know georgia guys to come in rep our rep our state in nashville so uh i think we're gonna do that um it's gonna be a blast but i'm trying to think other upcoming shows you know we're gonna have some this summer and we're just gonna um you know take it slow but figure out you know the best markets and places to go so um probably a lot more in georgia and probably some more in nashville all right so last thing is dave has a caregiving question go ahead dave well uh, my my wife <laughs> needed a caregiver one day after 25 years of marriage, and she suffered a stroke, uh, lost her speech, became paralyzed. And uh, I was only 42 at the time, pretty young to have anything like that happening. And I'm sure uh, caregiving has rarely entered into your mind because you're so young. But, you know, everybody's got grandparents. Have you had any situations where... Um, you know, you know, somebody who is taking care of another one, a caregiver. Oh, of course. Um, mm. Just recently, actually, uh, my grandma has been going through some uh, some health struggles and it's mm. been uh, it's been really hard. We've been kind of taking care of her around the clock. Um, you know, she she had a heart attack. She actually had two heart attacks. Oh, wow. um, oh my God. And things kind of went, you know, downhill from there. She was in congestive heart failure. Oh. Um, so. You know, at one point we had her wearing that vest that like, you know, will shock you if your heart stops, you know, yeah. she's got a, a pick line. Uh, she's, you know, she's got to wear that little bag around her shoulder like every day and we have to change her Melrinone. And it's, it's been, it's been quite a lot. I've, I think I've learned so much um, just from that. And it's, I, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, what you just said, what you went through, because that's, I mean, it's, it's completely a life-changing thing, um, yeah. taking care of somebody and having to put yourself aside um, and give basically that person everything you've got. I mean, my mom's been taking care of her and my mom's two yeah. sisters, I mean, basically around the clock and mom's, you know, my mom's tired. It's been, yeah. it's been a whole lot, but when you love that person, I mean, it, it comes a lot easier. Yeah. Well, that's my mission. And, uh, I, I, I help caregivers to stay alive because 30% of them die before their loved ones do from the stress. So I yeah. came up with caregiverdave.com. It's a support group that will help them to put their oxygen mask on first, put their needs first, 
because if if they go down, you know, you're both going down, just like the analogy on the airplane. Exactly. So make sure you uh, turn your mother on to and her sisters on to caregiverdave.com because we want them all around here for a long time. Exactly. Thank Bailey, you so much. Where can we find your website for best place to find info on your work? Where can you go there? Okay. So Instagram still number one best spot. So that's Bailey um, underscore, wait, Bailey literal underscore music. Okay. Um, the website is baileyliteral.com. Okay. Um, you can find, I've got to update some stuff on there, but mostly you can find some stuff. But Instagram, I would say, is the hot spot to go to to find any new info on songs and stuff right now. All right. Well, fantastic. Best of luck. Continued success. I know you're going to have a great career and appreciate you telling stories and, uh, you know, continue to rock it. So I appreciate you coming on the show. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. You guys are great. All right. Take care. All right. That was the Caregiver Dave celebrity segment, guys. Take care.